Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast, where each week we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. It's your host, Sean. We have bellied up to the bar. For those of you that follow regularly, don't miss an episode. All 171, I think this is, or 72 that this is, you know that I've only ever missed one episode. I was very sick a couple of weeks ago. I missed an episode. I was very apologetic. I got a lot of nice thank yous, feel better, and I appreciate everybody who who sent me stuff. But that week was supposed to be our resident alien hunter, our resident uh, award-winning director of uh, what I could, he says I'm wrong, but I, and I don't care if he's the director or not. I still say it was an Amish murder film. Uh, he says I'm wrong. I disprove that. He lived in Pets- Pittsburgh. There's plenty of Amish out there. That's where his influence came from. So, you know, we missed that opportunity, but reached out to him recently he said, hey, look, I can put down the Napoleon Dynamite for a moment. I can make it in there with you guys. And bringing him back up for his – if you didn't realize this, this is your third appearance, Mr. – and the, and the, the, different from the first one, which he looked like he was in a basement ready to murder somebody. <laughs> Remember the murder basement? We've got with us Mr. Patrick W. Cutler. <laughs> Hi, Patrick. Hey, how's, hey, how's it going? going? Good. Do you remember them? Do you still have you had like the the straight up early early night or late nineties early two thousands uh, bright colored jacket in the murder basement uh, on the first episode? Do you remember that? I that was I do remember because that, that was like um, one of my my office was switching like every every couple months I would be in a new office. I I was in my brother's basement basically out of my office and uh, yeah, it always had that look to it. <laughs> yeah, like like it, we all thought at any moment and folks go back I'd have to look and see what episode that even was but go back and uh look that one up folks you will see like you can see the rafters and at any moment you expect to hear somebody either run past and try to head up a flight of steps that are uh bolted shut or somebody screaming save me ah it was it was definitely there but so Patrick's back with us let's go ahead and get this house cleaning done get this all situated if you uh, I've never seen Patrick. As I said, folks, you can you can find Patrick anywhere on social media at Patrick W. Cutler. And this film is hashtag Redgate film. So make sure you're checking those things out. But let's get our house cleaning done. As always, over my right shoulder, the only football team that matters is on the big board. Remember, nobody likes the Pittsburgh Squealers. Not a thing. But over my right shoulder, we got the big board for sticker and a cause. If you've got something you support, something you believe in, something that you think others should know about, Reach out to me, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, all types of social media, anywhere where you can find it. You can type in the Above the Bar podcast, our Instagram, TikTok, and email, or even the Above the Bar podcast. Send me a message. Let me know what you got support. Maybe you got your own movie that you you want people to uh, take a look at. Let me know what it is. We'll go ahead and get you, get you situated. Get the sticker over here, and I'll read about it free on the air. Everybody will know about it. Also, maybe your media seems like it's been abducted by aliens and probed in a bad way, and you really need to go ahead and upgrade that. Well, then you need to reach out to Media by Dibs. That's D-I-B-S, Media by Dibs. You go ahead and find Dibs on Instagram and Facebook at Media by Dibs, or you can find him on LinkedIn at Andrew Dibble. And you let him know that you're there to belly up to the bar. He's going to give you a 10% discount off your first order, and he's going to give you a free consultation. That's Media by Dibs. Also, if you're finding us through Patrick or finding Patrick through me, make sure you're giving us a a five-star rating, giving this a like. There's a lot of importance to that. Share this to all the social media groups that you have, all your Facebook yard sale groups. The goal is for them to ban me from all things that are out there because that means you shared it enough. So make sure you're giving that a whole bunch of shares and let us know what's, what's going on. But all right, brother, it's all done. We're all, we're, the bar is open. How you been Patrick? Good. How you been? It's, it's interesting to see you without your uh, vote for Pedro shirt. Oh, yeah, I know. People ask me if I wear that all day, and I was like, well, it depends how long I'm on like live streams and stuff. But <laughs> And we, we're joking about that, folks. If you've never – if you're on TikTok, uh, 
and you look up Patrick, he does these lives as Napoleon Dynamite, and there's nothing in the world like when he does it. I was watching it today, and the comments from people that were like, that's the real Napoleon. And then talking about he was eating steak and eggs and the comments they were making about the steak and eggs, it, it was just mind mind blown. We already got one of our favorite uh, fans and guests, Kristen's popping up saying evening, looking forward to hear about your journey and making movie sequels. And uh, there's big Nate, big Nate's here. Uh, his friend of both of ours. So, but uh, so you've got that going on. How's things going with the red gate film though? Oh, it was, it's been wild. Um, so yeah, it's kind of surprising. This is the first podcast I've done in a long, long time because um, kind of moved away from a little bit. I'm actually, just a couple weeks ago, I, I finished the final tech work, which two years ago, <laughs> if you go on there, the tech work I was doing with the vocal work and things like that, and two years later, it took me that long to finish the final tech work. That's There's so many other things that happen with it. But basically, uh, without giving anything away, because nothing's finalized at all, but um, I work with a, a company, and they work on getting um, a worldwide distribution deal. And I, I got a hernia. We, I've been working with them since like October. I got a hernia. And my hernia was, this was like one of the most brutal things I've ever had in my life. It was, they had to cut a nerve out of my lower abdomen. I couldn't like, I couldn't get on my computer and work on it. So it took me literally like five months to do the text work on Redgate to get it to <laughs> Yeah. So finally, um, Monday, they said, all the tech stuff I did, it got approved. It's ready for distribution. Nice. And we're now in the process of trying to – they're doing the artwork, and then they're, we're going to get in the process of getting a worldwide-type distribution deal. That could look like a million different things. It could be in theaters. It could be on you know Netflix. It, we don't know, but I'm looking – the target is probably summer or fall is when it, it finally gets out there. I could see it being a Netflix deal. Um, yeah. I think it would have made theaters back in the day when we were all watching – uh, what's the the witch movie that you never Blair asked? Witch. Blair, like it's got a very Blair Witch Project kind of a vibe to it. So it would have definitely been great during that era. But now I could I could see Netflix. So are you yeah. telling me I watched the raw version? Is that what I watched? I'm not sure what version you watched. Whatever <laughs> you sent, whatever the hell you sent me. <laughs> no, it's like, there's been 27 different versions. Oh my god! Well, uh, I can tell you, folks, the version that we watched. Uh, I think it was the same one that Nate watched and my wife watched with me. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was great. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And listen to me. The, I'm going to give it away. Amish serial killers. That's what this movie's about. Amish serial killers. And, that's, and it leaves it open if you, if you watch it. Because in all reality, none of us really know what's actually going on up, up there. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's like, you know, that's why I, I go with my theory is Amish serial killers. Uh, yeah, The version you watch, though, like I'll say uh, the final tech work I did was just, I don't know, you know. Oh, he's said, Nate's saying it's on Paraflex. Oh, yeah, it's on Paraflex right now. <laughs> so, all right, folks, go spend, so, because, so Nate needs to hear that. Go spend the, like, the three ninety nine or whatever Paraflex is. He always tells me about it. Go spend the money on Paraflex. Go watch this. Then you can cancel Paraflex afterwards. I don't care. But go watch the Red Gate film. It's, it's worth watching. Yeah, the final, the final version, the, the tech will just be a little bit better and i don't it probably won't be much different from what you watched but now that's opened up a lot of avenues for you that movie like it's yeah because there's a there's a whole alien side to it and then there's the the murder side to it uh the serial killer type uh fun murder for fun type type vibe but that opened up some other stuff that that's going on are you free to talk about this other t i hinted about a little bit a little little tv action going on yeah so the backbone of that is that I was, I worked on marketing it so hard that I got a, a article last almost, almost a little bit over a year ago to go nuts in the, uh, um, gosh, what does that? It's been so long. The, the UK British, uh, like, like I, the tabloid or something like yeah, that. It was it was like the step of, oh the sun the sun the sun okay the sorry, sun the sun the sun and, and um, that made a lot of noise and I got a lot of people that were interested in doing other projects alongside it. So I had um, um, uh, several different showrunners contact me about a TV series deal with it. And um, yeah, we had that, we had that going for a while and we have a whole, I haven't seen the trailer. We have a whole TV trailer thing for it. Um, that's like a legit trailer. Yeah. Like a legit. And it's, 
Um, the process of selling these is pretty interesting. See, the the producer, the showrunner, puts together the trip, does interviews with everybody, and uh, puts it all together. And then they had this whole media deck pitch they send out to like Netflix and History Channel, Discovery Channel, and they pitch the whole thing to them. Did you call it a media dick pick? A deck. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. Like I swear to you, I was like. He did he just say what I like? I'm thinking like maybe this is a, a movie term I didn't understand. So it's a media deck pitch. Yeah, media deck pitch, a pitch deck. There's a couple different things. Yeah, but they have this whole deck of things. They send it. It's not an actual physical deck. It used to be a physical deck. You know? okay. <laughs> now it's you know virtual whatever. So um, it's a slow process though. We've been at it for a year. It's a really slow process sometimes. And um, we started, it started really pitching it a year ago, heard nothing, and then heard back in November that possibly one of these networks was, was interested in it. And then I shot some more stuff and I haven't really heard back from November, but it's, it's like one of those things where it could happen any day. Like, oh yeah, we want to do a pilot on that. <laughs> oh, so like you could just get a call tomorrow where somebody's like, hey, well, I was, you know, we were looking at this uh, Monday, you want to stop by, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we're going to go ahead and shoot and shoot a pilot episode. Like just like that. It's, it's like they get the green light to shoot a pilot. And then like a month later, cause right now we can't shoot anything cause the snow still, but like um, they get a green light. And then like a month or two later, we're shooting the pilot. The pilot goes good. They're like, okay, you can spend the summer shooting a full season of it. And it'll go on the history channel, discovery channel or whatever. So, so now with these shows, and this is fascinating to me. And look folks, if you're, if you want to learn about, getting into this stuff patrick has done it as grassroots as you could possibly do it doing it on his own there's not been a you know there's been no major you know crazy backers you know somebody from you know hollywood didn't call him up and be like so i'd like you to make a movie would you like to do this for us he's done it grassroots so so what are you learning you know we talked before about some of the stuff you learned with the movie side to it and you've done stage stuff and taught classes and you know all that stuff out in montana um but what are you learning so far in this the tv stuff you're doing what have you learned so far the people are ruthless <laughs> hold on i'm curious now what do you mean uh it's uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get specifics, but uh, um, some people uh, they'll, they'll act like you, they're your best friend on planet Earth, and they'll and then you'll end up doing a bunch of work for them, and then they'll just like try to steal what you're doing and and sell it themselves. It's it's crazy. I haven't been um, involved with anything that extreme, but I had did have a contact that pretty much did that to me um, that I met personally, and most of those guys are, are lower level people or whatever, but um. Yeah, there's there's a lot of a craziness of like that level. Like people get greedy really fast and they think they can make a buck off of you. They'll just walk right over you. It's crazy in that aspect of it. <laughs> wow. So you've already had somebody reach out, try to steal, try to get you to do something and steal your ideas from you? I, I've been threatened. Um, it's been crazy. Yeah, it's been right. crazy. Hold on. What the hell are they going to threaten you with, Patrick? <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> Yeah. You can't skip over that. They will do it so that what they'll do is they'll do anything that's trying to make a claim that they own part of your movie or something because you talked to them for a while or you shot something with them and they'll make a wild claim that um, you need to read it, read it your movie because I own this now and just it's like wild stuff like that and they'll send threats to you and stuff. And the day that um, the initial release it came out back in August, I was like threatened a bunch and then the guy talked trash to me. A guy that completely stabbed me in the back. This guy that I met at a, a film festival that is not a high level guy. He's a low level guy. He's not, it's not Steven Spielberg. I'll say that. <laughs> this is like Guido the killer pimp of, uh, of the movie world. Like, listen, dude, you talk to me. I own that now. Like, bro, I didn't even sign this. No, no, I own that now. You talk to me. You, I'm going to tell you what you can or can't have in that movie. And then, yeah, good luck, by the way. <laughs> yeah, listen, listen dude like i got a guy he's gonna break your knees if you play put me in the movie dude i didn't even put you in the movie i you already said it you just said my name i'm in the movie and i was like i've been on this for over for two years you're not gonna just walk in and grab my movie and tell me what i can or can't do with it <laughs> oh, that's so funny it's that messed up the day the day i had my initial release to scream it out to people online i got those threats which is like it was one of the biggest backstabbings um not ever, but I mean, it was just, it was just so dirty. 
yeah, it just sounds ridiculous. Like, like really, this is where we're going with this. And, that, and the guy, and one, and one of those big excuses is, I just don't agree with the way you're marketing it on some of your posts on Instagram. Because I made some jokes, or whatever. That you're the number one filmmaker of a horror movie. What am I supposed to go out there and say I'm the worst one? Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? I can go right now, open a garage, and and look at somebody and say, "Hey, you like my garage? Think it's the best one here." I am now the best garage in the area. You can do that. That is a completely legal marketing. I just got to ask one person. And if they go, think it's the greatest garage I've ever seen. I now get to be the greatest garage ever created. That's how that works, folks. (laughs) Welcome to marketing. You know, those nine out of 10 doctors that say camel cigarettes are good for you. You know, you can do that shit. (laughs) So, but you don't know what's coming up with that or, or, or anything. I, I don't know. Like I never heard back. I haven't heard back in months and I don't really care. The, t- the truth. So, so you're not, fo- you're not pursuing these folks to be like, Hey, look, you said you were going to get, get me a TV series. What's going on here? Oh no. It, it's, it's one of those deals. They either get back from the networks or whatever or, or not. Um, but I do have other people that are interested in the TV show um, that I'm working with right now. And, um, I'd probably be exploring that more right now, but I just, I've had this for like three years almost. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm kind of, I want a little bit of a break. I want to do TikTok and have fun. And like, <laughs> well, your TikToks are, are, are going yeah. crazy. And we'll, we can talk about that here in a minute. Yeah. Uh, Nate, Nate's putting up a bunch of stuff. So oh, Nate said, uh, you, you may be doing a uh, paranormal project with him. What's up with that? Yeah. We're, we're trying to collab a little bit. Um, he has a team out there, paranormal in the fun house. And, um, Redgate's really between paranormal and UFO and, and all this stuff. Um, so we're trying to collab on possibly a TV show um, uh, together, uh, uh, possibly doing that. Um, there's a couple, and we're targeting kind of the summer for these different things. Uh, but yeah, but when I say taking a break, I mean probably like in a week I'll start reaching out to people about doing a TV series or whatever um, if they're interested. Because I do have people that are lined up. I just don't want to be the guy that like takes the camera and does all the shooting and editing. I just right. Don't you, you don't want to be the one, one man band again, Kristen, yeah. if you're still out there, I know you're out in California. You should find, yeah. find somebody for him. I know you, you got should, somebody because it'd be really cool. The idea was if you released a worldwide release for the film along the same timeline of a TV show, it could really help each other out. Right. They would feed and, off of each other. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of the idea. Yeah. We've been watching uh, ancient apocalypse. Have you watched that yet? I haven't watched that. Bro, you got to watch Ancient Apocalypse on Netflix. It's not it's not like Ancient Aliens with the guy with the crazy hair, which you would be perfect for that. Yeah. Um, this one really just gets into the idea that, you know, prior to what we think humans went from hunter-gatherers to, you know, actual civilization and, you know, setting down roots, that our timeline is probably off by a few thousand years. And there was, you know, societies prior to that that had the technology that could do certain things. And uh, if you look like every society, he gets it. The guy gets into it like every society has a flooding of the world. Every every ancient society has a flooding of the world. And they all. Yeah. Like, it's pretty wild. Like, everyone has it and they all kind of correlate. What what are you drinking? Are you drinking grape grape juice out of a plastic cup? Yeah. I'm drinking more oil. (laughs) <laughs> like i've never seen somebody chug a Mer- merlot before that was interesting yeah no i drink a cup <laughs> wow but yeah it's, it's it's pretty interesting um now with some of the stuff you've got going on one of the things you and i've always talked about is you're all about the alien hunt yeah um yeah. for those that don't know it how long have you have you been you know, doing that piece, the, the hunting for aliens and the looking into aliens and all that. I've been doing that for like several years. It, it, it's it's kind of hard to explain because like when I originally uh, tried to put together writing, I started writing it down. I kind of I kind of thought the idea was ludicrous, and I threw it away in a garbage, a trash can, <laughs> and then it just kept coming back. Uh, I did that the last couple of years. We've been going out there looking for stuff. Uh, I had a lot of trips up there in the woods, just. Um, getting different reports from people up there. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's been kind of crazy. Now you were telling me before Montana has the highest concentration of alien sightings in the country. S- someone was telling me that it was it was um it's it's one of the highest. I don't know if it's the highest, but um, I think Montana's up there with like Alaska. Um, like the the amount of sightings they have every single year, it's crazy. 
Now, what do you think it is about Montana? Like, I mean, you're pretty far north. You know, you're up in the middle of the land that God forgot. There's not a lot of light pollution, so you can see a lot more. But what do you think kind of draw, draws that kind of a uh, thing? Um, I think it's, I think part of it's like the rural area that it's it's easy to maybe come and go. I would say instead of like going downtown New York where everybody can see you. I think part of it is that, to tell you the truth. Um, but there's also things like in the Red Gate area, there's these massive power lines, massive power lines running right through the mountains in the Red Gate area. And they think that the, that power is so strong that they can easily come in and out through teleporting through there. I can't remember what the theory is, like the fifth dimensional being coming out of there. Um, I think that's part of it too. So it, it depends on some of the activity, I guess, in that area. All right, hold on, man. Teleporting through the power lines. I don't know. How did they gosh, how did they explain that? Come on, you're my alien hunter. Don't give me this <laughs> how did they explain it? You explain it. You're supposed to know these things. I'm gonna bring you on to tell me about aliens and all this shit that's it, going on. It, the power is so strong, a fifth dimensional being opens up through a portal through these power lines into the mountains. That's how they said it. Now, now who is they? Um, these other alien shows that I've been on is how they described it. So, so base, so they're, so they're going with the fifth dimension theory though. Yeah. A lot of them are a fifth dimensional alien flies through, runs up a mountain or whatever, gets caught in the camera or whatever, and then disappears back to wherever. <laughs> why, why is, what's the, what do you think this whole infatuation with people thinking that aliens are coming through an entirely different dimension is coming from? My, my thought process is always, I've been created with the theory um, that aliens are just maybe future versions of ourselves and they're coming back to you know, collect information or, or you know, know something like that or, or see how things were. That's kind of one of my theories. So what have you, well, you've seen this stuff where it's like, a, did you see the one that was like a quarter or something like that, that you could barely read the date on it says 2035 on the coin that somebody found like in the early 2000s the the date on it is 2035 but the markings on it are uh all nazi german markings on the coin what you've never seen that look gotta, that up i gotta google this now look that up it, it's a it's a coin the date markings on it are 2035 and all over it uh are nazi german uh markings uh coin uh let's see if i can find it here if anybody else has got a link to it send it to us uh 2035 coin with nazi markings and, and the theory is is that this yeah original uh yeah nazi coin from the future found uh sparking claims this is april 14th of 2018 bizarre footage has emerged which proves we are living in a parallel universe According to wild claims online, did you find it? Yeah, numbers two zero three nine splits that comes from more than twenty years in the future. So, so now the theory here is that we're in a parallel that in a parallel universe that these al like we just you know that split off and somehow like what's the there was a movie uh, or TV series on net or on uh Prime. That was this. That was this whole theory. Oh, that man in the high castle. Man in a high castle. That that's basically the man in the high castle theory. Uh, my man Noah says, "What do you think? Could aliens be demons or fallen angels?" See, that's, oh, that's interesting. Too. What do you think of that one? Um, I see. That's that's kind of an ancient aliens uh, theory in one sense that. Um, what we considered in the Bible fallen angels or demons are actually aliens. <laughs> or it depends on how you want to word it. Could they be fallen angels or could the fallen angels and demons we hear about in the Bible be actual aliens? See, I, that's an interesting one because there's so many, again, it goes back to so many reports that, you know, match up. And my man, George, as always, folks, go check out Outlaw Blitz with uh, George and Highland. Those dudes are great. George says, uh, do you think society was to this level before it had a major incident and it had to restart and it restarted? I think yes. 
Well, that's that goes back to the theory of uh, like the ancient temples, uh, pyramids. Sorry, pyramids. Pyramids. Yeah, temples. They're temples. Yeah. How did those get there? They're they're technology. We don't have that technology today to make some of those precision cuts and stuff. And to think about the technology they had to have been using at the time to get to that point. There's, I, I personally, so what was it? Uh, my son was actually telling me about this recently. The first person that carbon dated the planet, carbon dated the earth at something crazy, like over four, four or 5 billion years old. Holy. The first time it was ever carbon dated. And then you start getting into paleolithic and jurassic and all those and those are millions of years ago so you're telling me again i go with the humans are pretty fucking narcissistic idea yeah that eh, in the last hundred years 150 we finally figured it out (laughs) like the math doesn't work there Prior to that, we were just, you know, flicking boogers at each other and smashing each other in the head with rocks. And then in the last 100, 120 years, cars. We don't have flying cars yet. But we do, actually. <laughs> yeah, have you, seen, have you seen those ones? Like the cars, but they're they're so like, it takes like a helicopter pilot's license to fly the actual things. Oh yeah, uh, I think so. I think I know. What you're talking about. I saw one the other day that was not a car but a flying like motorcycle thing. That anybody can I saw that thing before. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And Nate says it's like the multi Marvel's multiverse. It, it is very similar to that. You know, it, now all these things that you've been doing, how like, so if I wanted to go out and I said, hey, I wanted to, I want to start investigating these kind of things. I want to investigate alien sightings, or I want to investigate. You know, like like Nate likes to do paranormal. Say, I feel like the paranormal stuff super easy. Like, go online and there's a hundred different things out there for paranormal. If I wanted to get into what you're into, the whole alien sighting piece, how would I even begin to do that? Um, so, like, you'd have to go to spots that um are known just like paranormal, but. One way, and this guy's name is David Greer. You ever heard of, I don't know if we ever talked about this, uh, CE5? No, what's CE5? Let's pull it up here really quick. And again, folks, we're hanging out with Patrick W. Cutler, director of Redgate Films, uh, the real-life Napoleon Dynamite. Check out uh, Redgate. It's on Paraflex. Get you a Paraflex subscription. And you can find him on all your social media at Patrick W. Cutler. Uh, he's on everything just as Patrick W. Cutler. And he has a much better haircut in most of his uh, <laughs> pictures. Yeah, much. So CE5, a handbook, an easy to guide to help you contact extraterrestrial life. And there's a digital media app on it. You can get it on your phone. It's like five bucks or something like that. And what it is, it takes you through this meditation and these different things like ringing this bell and all these things. And you sit there and you meditate really hard for 15, 20, 30 minutes as you try to call aliens to show up almost like imagine like um it comes like witchcraft trying to get a, a spirit to show up or whatever right similar to that but with ufo parent uh ufo aliens and um, they have groups of people that go out there in the woods they do these and they've caught some incredible uh footage and stuff um after they've done these that if you, if it, if, yeah, if you point blank wanted to do that you could try that but doesn't that sound that doesn't sound so much like alien hunting that sounds more like paranormal kind of stuff except it's like you it's ufo aliens though you're you're like you have to you have to, you have to check out the the handbook wherever you're contacting them they, they like they show up out of the sky like um like you have to look into it because they have all kinds of images and all these different things like it's crazy now have you ever i gotta ask patrick because i don't think i've ever asked this have you had an alien experience i I, I swear I've, I, I've seen ghosts and stuff in the past where at least I thought it was ghosts or whatever. I've seen a I lot of... I don't weird... mean being ghosted. That's yeah. not being ghosted. <laughs> uh, aliens. I, I can't remember specifically uh, seeing an alien myself or a UFO myself that I could sit there. I've seen some weird stuff in the sky, but I don't know if I've seen something that 
looked completely like a flying saucer or alien or anything like that. I mean, the the government came out recently and told us they were there. Yeah. It was yeah. the most glossed over shit I've ever seen of in my life. Oh, it's crazy. No one, no one even, they, they like, did it like uh, right in the middle of all this stuff going on and, and no one hardly paid attention to it. They're <laughs> like, yep, UFOs are real. You want some pictures? Here's yeah. pilots that are, here's pilots that normally we would tell to shut the hell up. Yeah, you should. What you should do is uh, what I did. I did two months ago. I drove down to New Mexico and I checked out Roswell, um, and I went through the Roswell Museum. That's that's the one stop there, in my opinion. And it was incredible the lengths they went to cover up Roswell. Incredible what the government did there. Like, mind. Some little stories are mind blowing. It's crazy. Like what? Like, I mean, we, we've all heard of Roswell. If you don't, if you've never heard of Roswell, folks. That's the secret base in New Mexico, Area 51. You know, people say that that's where they keep the alien spacecrafts that have crashed onto Earth and, and do studies, and little green men are still there because they can't get off the planet. So what kind of stuff did you hear about out there? I'm talking about, like, well, these sightings, you'll have, like, one or two people, one or two eyewitnesses or something. I'm talking about, like, a 100 eyewitness accounts to not only um, what happened, but to sequences and events where they were told specifically from the government that they couldn't talk about it and their lives were literally threatened, like crazy accounts of stuff. And uh, even accounts go into the material. That was one of the biggest, the material they found crashed there. And the uh, firsthand accounts of them actually boarding the aliens up and putting them on an airplane, flying them. I think they flew them to, not Texas, not, they flew them to Ohio. They flew them to somewhere weird. Why wouldn't they fly them to Disney? Yeah. <laughs> fly them to Disney. I mean, Go on Magic Mountain. You know, you're, gonna get, you're, you're stuck here on Earth. At least let your first trip be to go see Mickey Mouse, you know? Yeah. But that's that whole theory that, you know, goes back to what we were talking about before where, you know, so we're, we're sludge-eating shitheads for all these millions of years. And then all of a sudden, 6,000 years ago, we figure out that hmm, I could plant crops and I could just stay right here. And then all of a sudden... You know, 150 years ago, we figure I can make machines. I can make metal. Like we just all of a sudden woke up. So there's the theory that it's the aliens have been with us for that more recently and kind of been like, here's the technology. Here's this. Here's that. What do you think about that? I, I, I that's see, that's I love that theory, too, because um, I say a lot of like the moon landing and stuff. They go, where did you think there's been the council? Like, what do you think we got the technology to do that so fast? Right. <laughs> you know, you from one extreme to the other. And the technology, the increases in technology, like I said, just the last 120 years are ridiculous how fast it's gone. It's ridiculous how fast it's moving. It's well, crazy I mean, fast. I mean, you, you think about things today. Um, I just was watching, uh, he was a Navy SEAL, and he always talks about the alien and the caveman. And he's like, when we showed up in Afghanistan, we were aliens. We came with so much technology and wearing so much gear and NVGs and stuff like that, that these guys didn't know what to make of us. They were basically still cavemen living out in the middle of nowhere with leftover weapons from the Russians. And here we are showing up like aliens. And he always says aliens and cavemen. It's kind of where we're at right now with some of this technology you know, we're if they're really up there and, and passing this down, is it aliens and we're cavemen? Yeah, and that's that's what it, it almost feels like. You know, maybe they're trying to help us advance faster. And for what purpose would we need to advance faster? Or, or maybe maybe they see like a world war coming where we just destroy each other. They're trying to find ways to prevent that from happening. Um, maybe we're just cattle. And that's that's the other thing is maybe we're just cattle on, you know, and they just come down every once in a while and, and make sure. <laughs> you know they're che they're checking the food supplies, you know. Yeah. Let me go ahead and get me one of them. Can I get can I get a Kentucky Kentucky Fried Kentuckian? You know, statue guy from Maryland, turn him into crab cakes. You know, it could be a thing. I mean, there, there's an entire possibility of all that. And, and Nate keeps sending me messages. I don't know if you want to talk about this or not. He says, let's talk about the stage photo. Do we want to get into it? Yes or no? I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. We, we've had the photo on here before. I don't know how many people are 
remember the photo or not. I, I haven't seen it or talked about that. Uh, do I have it anymore? In my, let me see if I still have it in my stuff. I don't think I do. Do you want to you want to kind of set that up? He Nate asked, asked he wanted to hear about it. I, I we weren't going to bring it up, but we'll bring it up. The photo went uh, viral. Well, what is the photo? So okay, anyways, a photo is what is it's a state it's um stage it's a it's a trail cam. Uh, people set up trail cameras all over a place like Montana, and they catch um elk, deer up in the mountains. And what happened was this trail camera takes like three photos or whatever. It took a photo of this um mysterious object or being or whatever flying in front of it um and it was blurred and it couldn't tell if it was human or alien or what it was and then the camera and then the rest of, and then you can take what you want from that photos the rest of it I, I i can't prove or disprove i don't have evidence of that but the claim was that the, the camera ended up dying and and it only took one photo and the rest of the photos were black and and anyways but the, it had this image that happened in the Redgate area. So I was, um, you know, using that to investigate the Redgate area with that photo. And I had, I mean, if you're being like honest, I think Nathan called me the other day and said ghost hunters are, are being exposed as, as not being so honest on their TV shows over about ghosts and whatnot. Really? Yeah. So it's like, if you're being honest. Like uh, we went out and I didn't stage photos for the movie, but I, we went out and shot some photos as, as, different sequences for different things to help tell the story in the movie. Right. Um, none of the photos that I shot um, using these trail cameras I ever claimed as, as being aliens or anything. But um, when we were shooting these photos th that we were just going to use as parts of the movie, it became kind of clear to me that um, the alien photo that was so popular could have easily been faked and, and nobody would have even known about it. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there ex so this photo, folks? If you watch the Red Gate film, you'll see the photo it is in the film. If I'm remembering right, it's like a yellowy image or black and white image of somebody walking up a hill. You can see it; and it's kind of blurred, like you couldn't tell. But wasn't there? There was like actual experts in photos that said, "Oh, you know, can't tell what this is. This has got to be a real photo. Nothing's like there was legit people coming out that analyzed this." So what the, I went back and watched the History Channel um, thing a couple That's times. It was on the History Channel. It was on the History Channel's um, proof of existence or something. I'm bad with names tonight. <laughs> That's that Merlot that you're shooting. I know, probably. <laughs> but uh, they were all like, um, they did a really good job. The only thing I didn't like is the person on there didn't go into details that they should have. But uh, what they said was they verified that it was 100% a real photograph, which – I knew from just looking at it, it wasn't fake. So it wasn't doctored digitally or manipulated digitally or anything like that. So it was a real photo. But what they came is they had another lady on there that was used to doing trail camera stuff. And she said it was 100% um, a trespasser caught on camera running across or, or something like that. And I wish they would have gone into more details about – they could have shown how these trail images are captured and they could have shown all these different details on it. And it would have – made the audience much more convinced that it wasn't real. So they determined on History Channel that it, it was uh, it was just a person. Okay. And, can't, and, and so my conclusion after I shot the, the extra stock footage for Redgate was that um, my conclusion when I was shooting, I was like, yeah, it looks like it was probably a person. Um, and I can't prove it or disprove that. I'm just saying I think the person who shot it probably went up there, had his camera up there. My theory is he was probably testing out his camera to make sure it worked. Running up the hill, yeah, running up the hill to make sure it worked, and just caught that image. And like, whoa, this looks like an alien. Maybe I'll start going around telling people, hey, what do you think this is? What do you think this is? And over time, more and more people start to believe that it's not human; it's an alien. That's my yeah, theory. Got some traction that way. Yeah. And Nate says it wasn't Ghost Adventures; it was, or it was Ghost Adventures, not Ghost Hunters. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Ghost Adventures. Ghost Adventures. I, it's hard to tell any of them apart. <laughs> I just said that. I miss, but that is the one that I meant. But and, I and Stefan, sexual chocolate himself, talking about uh, two rocket ships and a finger in the sky. You know, they're they're up there, brother. Yeah. They're up there. So, see, I love talking about this stuff because I find it completely fascinating. Because there's so many theories. When we were on TikTok just before the show, I say it all the time. Anybody who doesn't believe in aliens, you are a level of narcissist that I really can't understand because that's like saying in an ever expanding universe that has no end to it, that you think that like, 
Eh. The only ones out here is us. Nothing else. That doesn't even, that shouldn't even register in your brain housing group as making sense. Like, like it just, it can't. My show didn't crash. What are you talking about, Nate? What are you talking about? Did they say your show didn't crash? I know my show didn't crash. I'm per- Look, Patrick and I are having a very nice conversation. Yeah. Uh, See, Nate, <laughs> it's, it's the Merlot. Don't worry about it. But uh, so we've got that going on, but we kind of glanced at it at the beginning of the show. And I want to kind of bring everything back around. We're, we're almost to that, that point where we're going to end the show here soon. But we're also talking here uh, the sequel to Red Gate. Oh, yeah. And that was one of the things I wanted to get into was, you know, we've, we see a lot of movies come and go and a lot of stuff. Uh, always go, oh, look, Nate. Nate's absolutely right. Whenever we talk about paranormal, the shit crashes, but we're talking about aliens, not paranormal. (laughs) Uh, But a lot of people talk about sequels to movies and and this, that, and the other. Um, And you told me, Hey, I'm going to make a sequel to Redgate. Um, What is that process? You know, it was, did your process change in, in writing for the sequel? Did you use the same process as before? What did you do to even start preparing yourself for a sequel? Well, the, the sequel changed because I, I think my idea was always kind of make a, a film series out of it. Um, the sequel changed as I discovered more and more information about the Redgate area, and I kind of the movie changed quite a bit. Uh, originally, I wanted to do, um, uh, I don't want to give away a bunch of stuff in the movie, but I wanted to do a perspective piece, you know, how, um, like show the film from the other people's perspective, like the aliens or the, the bad guys or whoever. Ooh. I wanted to do that perspective piece and have it more film nourish, you know, you're, where you're kind of witnessing this yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. And if you've seen the movie, you can see how cool that could be. You oh, know, God, like, I would love the, the original Red Gate movie done yeah. that way. Would you? Yeah. Re- redo the entire movie just from their standpoint, though. Yeah, so you're seeing it from their standpoint, and it'll be really, really interesting. It'd be a totally different film, and it, it would be almost like a prequel to set up what happened in the first one. Um, and then all this alien stuff started happening, and I'm gonna see what the studio, I'm gonna see what the studios have to say what they want to see in the sequel. <laughs> that sounds cheap. Is the sequel written yet? I started writing it a while ago, um, last year, but it isn't written. It's just kind of sitting there on my desktop, just like Redgate sat there on my desktop for years before I even picked it up again. Um, but I guess, I guess what I'm at the point where I want to see how this first film does and what the distribution looks like on it, because by the time it gets out there and everything, um, the idea to what a sequel should look like might be a lot different than what I thought it should. And yeah, I don't know. I want to get a deal done with Reggie and then I want to talk about the sequel with the people that I'm working with and then see what we should do for a sequel. So I'm kind of approaching it. <laughs> Dude, I so love the idea. And, and again, folks, if you haven't seen Redgate. Jump on the Paraflex. You can watch it on Paraflex. Redgate film. Hashtag Redgate film. You got to watch it. I just know because I've watched the movie. That second half where you're really in Redgate. To watch that from the vantage point of not the hikers. I'll just put it that way. Not the hikers. Would be such a different vibe. Because there, there's always I'm a I'm a big Walking Dead fan. Do you, do you were you a Walking Dead fan? I've, yeah, I watched all the way to the end. Yeah, same same thing. I've watched all the spinoffs. I've watched all that stuff. Can't wait for the ones getting ready to come back. Uh, Fear's getting ready to come back, and then they have the new New York one. That's just uh, Negan and uh, what's her name? I can't think of her name right now. But, but it's or is it Rick Grimes or is, is I think it was Negan. Well, no, so the Rick Grimes thing is the movie that they're they're doing. Oh, they're doing a Negan one. So there's a Negan series, but it's Negan and what's her name uh, that he that he smashed her husband's uh, head at. Head oh, at Gwen's oh. wife. I can't think of her name right it's now. Not, it's not Michelle, is it? Is no, it's no, not. Michelle. No, no, Michelle. 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 That's that's. Uh, I can't think of her name, but nonetheless, they're doing one together where they're like in New York City. Uh, oh. But there's an entire thing with that show. If you're ready for a little mind blowing. Uh, and it falls right into the whole idea you just gave with Redgate is what if you to watch Walking Dead from the beginning with the Saviors and Negan? They were the main characters. 
Yeah. How would you have viewed all the pe- all the people from Rick's group? How would you have thought about them? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, it's just like what, what about a, a great TV show? The reference there is uh, Dexter. It's all from the killer's perspective. You right. Know? So it, it seems killer, just a, seems a hundred, yeah. She's hundred percent justified what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I mean, so that would oh, bro, that would be so much fun to watch. Just and, and because you can really spin that to where, in their world, they're doing the right thing. They yeah. have to do this. This is this is a requirement for what they're doing. It's like watching a predator movie when you realize that they're actually doing this to become part of their society or adults in their society. They have to go on the hunt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100 percent 100 percent See that? Oh. Now, what about have you ever given any consideration to just completely changing it and doing a uh you know, it's part of Redgate, but like Almost like uh, what's his name, Michael Murphy, who does all the um, American Horror Story. Is that what yeah, American Horror Story, where like they're all connected, but you have to really pay attention to figure out what the connection is. Um, yeah, I thought about that a little bit too. Um, how to how to connect all the pieces together and make it so you don't know exactly what's going on. But you're trying to connect almost like you're only you're doing almost like your own investigation of it as it's happening. Yeah, I like uh, that too. The first, the original Redgate was supposed to be much more like that. It was supposed to be kind of like, um, it was supposed to be like um, a voyeurism film, where it was supposed to be just like almost like these live cameras are set up and it's all from their perspective, almost when they're watching these guys get murdered on TV or whatever. But um, certain things didn't go a certain way, and I, I changed it up. But um, yeah, I think I think I love what they've done with them. I haven't watched it in a while, but. I, yeah. I, I stopped after the uh, one where they were in the circus, the circus one. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's pretty much what see all those ones always go too long for me. I'm like, yeah, like they're at like about episode like 13 and I'm like, all right, this is good. This should. And then all of a sudden it's like, there's 12 more episodes of this. This is way too long. Like I thought, see, I thought that with um, the last season of walking dead, I was like 24. <laughs> Look, we could talk about I could do episodes on Walking Dead and on things where I'm like things that were departures from the comics that yeah. were I was okay yeah. with being a departure, you know, yeah. but other things where I'm like, ah, eh. like one of the biggest things, folks, we have hard left turn right now. And we we we're making left turn. Who the hell filled that glass for you? Oh, I did when you weren't looking. No, <laughs> When, I mean, when you talk about the walking dead, you got so into it. I just poured it in. <laughs> but uh, like one of the things that they, that was in the comic series that wasn't in the TV series is actually two things that I think where they messed up me personally. So yeah, we already knew Rick was out. Rick is there all the way through the end of the comic series uh-huh. uh, up until almost the last, the next to the last book he's in there. But in the books, um, the kid who is the other governor's son, after Rick basically assists in the overthrowing of their government, uh-huh. he walks into Rick's room and shoots him and kills him. And Rick turns into a walker. And then once he turns into a, a walker, um, what's his name? His son, uh, Carl who's still alive in the book series all the way through Carl finds him and ends up having to kill his own father because of this. Oh, okay. And then Carl ends up finding this kid and where you think he should kill him. He doesn't, they imprison him for life. Very. Oh, really? To Negan. But the last app, the last book in that series is about, God, I don't know how many pages it is. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good sized comic. It's almost like a graphic novel, but they go into the future and like Michonne in the comics is a lawyer. Not that in the TV show, it's the, uh, the one girl who's a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. But in, in the comics, it's this other, it's Michonne and Michonne becomes the judge for the entire area. Uh, Carl 
has a family and all the walkers have basically been dealt with. And uh, the only one that's still around, it's this boy. I can't, it's Glenn's son uh-huh. is basically this uh, asshole running around who has his own carnival almost where he has walkers inside of a, uh, a, a cart and he takes them around the town. So people, so kids can see them and he, and he charges money for it. And uh, Carl, because Carl lived that shit. This kid was so young. He didn't understand it the same way. It's phenomenal. So like highly recommend that read. If you haven't read through the books, no, very different. Them, yeah. Very different. Uh, hey, welcome to walking dead hour folks. As I explain shit about the walking dead, that will mean nothing <laughs> to any of you because we made a left turn and I have that habit of doing that. So let me get us back on track. Cause we're getting ready to close the bar up here real soon. Uh, so what else you got going on, Patrick, where if people want to see you want to see what's going on with Redgate. Or, or check out anything that you've got going on. Where can they find you? I, I forgot. I actually set up a website a couple of weeks ago. It's patrickwcutler.com. Um, and I just, I, I had to have a portal. I'm doing so many things. I had to have a portal where you can click on anything I'm doing. If you go to patrickwcutler.com, it goes through my TikTok stuff, the Redgate stuff, theater stuff that I've done in the past with our theater here. Um, we have, I'm in part of an improv comedy group and we're kind of off and on tour. We did a show on Monday, actually. I dressed up as Napoleon on stage with my bad Napoleon. And as part of the improv group, I, I played that character throughout the entire freaking show. Had people showing up from TikTok saying, hey, that was awesome. I saw, saw TikTok, so I get some photos with you. It's like really, really cool stuff. So I'm doing that. I'm doing this summer. I might be playing Willy Wonka on stage. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. What? Now are yeah. you going for the Willy Wonka or are you going for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? So we're going for a mix because – we like the darkness of Charlie and Trap's Factory, but none of us were a huge fan of how they did the character of Willy Wonka. We just thought it was like, it was just almost perverted. It felt like, yeah. You know what I mean? So we're doing a crazy dark version of Wonka, um, but it'd be it'd probably be more accurate to the original film, but a little bit darker. Interesting. And Kristen says, how, how can we watch your shows? And are they available on streaming service? So Kristen, for the movie Redgate, you'd have to get Paraflex. Uh, it's on all the major platforms. You can download Paraflex. It's like three ninety nine or four ninety nine a month, and uh, you can see like Paranormal Fun Houses on there and all the stuff with Patty Negri. But all the it's all paranormal related. But Red Gates on there. And then Kristen, if you go over to TikTok and you look up Patrick W. Cutler, you can see all Patrick's lives are on there, and he's got videos on there, and it's it's pretty entertaining, especially when you know this Patrick. This is the Patrick I know, and then all of a sudden you're scrolling through TikTok and you're like. Man, it looks like Patrick wearing a Napoleon shirt. And then you go, that's Patrick wearing a Napoleon. The fuck is he doing? <laughs> yeah. So that's where you can find him at, Chris. Yeah. He's definitely, definitely out there. So you've got all that going on. Uh, any other tours coming up? You know, things no. that they're out in Montana. Now, you were back in Montana or are you back in Pittsburgh? I'm, I'm in Montana right now. I don't know. Um, um, I don't know. I, I might move to Pittsburgh, but I'm not sure. I, I still am in a position where I, I'm going to have to see my, ki- my kids live in Pittsburgh, so I'm going to see them over Easter. Now, isn't that uh, considered child abuse to leave children in Pittsburgh? <laughs> and I, I thought just like anyone that had to live in Pittsburgh, that was considered as child it's, abuse. It's better than Philadelphia. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean, you're really splitting hairs. You're just one side <laughs> of the state. Uh, remember, there's a reason they call it Pennsylvania. Any film festivals coming up? How about film festivals? I'm not at any film festivals, but I'll say if, if you go to my website, patrickwcutler.com, I have movies on Amazon, YouTube. Like I tried to put it in one location because people always ask me what other films they have. I have a bunch out there, but they're split so many different ways. But uh, uh, I'd say if I'd recommend one besides Red Gates, if you watch the Cottonwood City Project, I made that back in 2012. It's a comedy. It made the LA Comedy Festival and actually like got nominated for an award. They're the best kick-ass film. It's called the Cottonwood City Project, and that one is one of my uh, ones I actually really like. I thought that one. I don't know you've ever told me about that? Cotton, no. Cottonwood City Project, and it's about these filmmakers from California. They go to Montana and make fun of a small little Montana town. They make it like a, a mockumentary out of it, and then uh, it gets kind of crazy. But it's a it's it's a pretty funny comedy. A lot of people like can't believe some of the stuff it is. <laughs> that's that's interesting like well now that's on what youtube or that's, that's on that's on youtube 
And, and then Sleep Project. I, yeah. I would watch that. The Comet Sleep Project. You can watch that free on, on YouTube. Then my earliest films were actually on Amazon because back in the day, Amazon had this video service where it was really easy to get your movie on Amazon. So I got a couple that are listed off my website. They're all actually on Amazon. I think they're like 77 cents to stream or something like that. Have you, I mean, do you see anything out of that 77 cents? Let me know, man. I, I mean, I'll, I'll kick you an extra nickel if it helps. Yeah. <laughs> I'm throwing extra, extra couple nickels out there. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, man. Like, like I tell everyone, you know, make sure you're checking out Patrick's stuff. He, he's always got good things going on, funny content out there. If you're in the Montana area, they do the live improv stuff. Make sure you check it out. That's uh, Deer Lodge, Montana. Uh, it's right next to the middle of nowhere and the land that God forgot. So make sure you head out that way. Um, don't get lost in Redgate. Oh uh, yeah, Montana State Prison. Just look up that. That's where yeah, that's, I, I, and there's a pizza parlor out there. There's a very famous yeah. pizza parlor. Yeah, it's only pizza. famous because Nate puts it out there. Uh, and and we love Kristen. Kristen says she's going to check out Cottonwood Film. Cool. Yeah. She. Oh, yeah. She will definitely check it out. Oh, Kristen, I expect once you've checked it out, I would like you to film a video of your review and post it on our Facebook page so that we can all have that. Um, and I will share it with everyone. Well, so I'll be looking for your review. Of that'd that. be cool. That'd be really cool. I'd love that. I'd love that. It'd be cool. I would love to hear that, especially since it's over 10 years old. I would love to, to hear the vibe on that. But as always, folks, we're going to get ready. Close up the bar here. Uh, you can find Patrick at Patrick W. Cutler on all of his social media. You can find him everywhere for social media. And he just said PatrickWCutler.com. If you're finding us through Patrick, if you're finding Patrick through us, you can find us everywhere. Facebook, LinkedIn. Look, she's got her assignment. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, Instagram, even our email address. It's all the above the bar podcast emails at gmail.com. Make sure you're reaching out. If you've got somebody that you think would be a good guest, I'm always looking for folks that are interesting. Maybe you know somebody that's a professional underwater basket weaver. I'll talk to them. You know somebody who's in, in local politics. Let's talk to them. Don't care who they are. You know the rules around here. Who are you? What are you doing? What makes you interesting? So we always are looking for new people to come on. So make sure you reach out. Let us know. Don't forget about uh, Kristen. You've always got guests for me. You make my life easy that way. Um, also, make sure that you're reaching out to us. Let us know about anything else that, that you might have going on. If you're looking for sticker in a cause, you can catch us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, all those places. Sticker in a cause. Next week's guest is going to be Lori Sitzer. Lori, we're doing professional. You you might this might be a good one for you, Patrick. Might be a good oh, one. She's a uh, she's a coach. She does she's coaching. You know. Oh, coach. Cool. She's a coach, and uh, Laurie's pretty amazing. She she's a tough lady. I'm gonna tell you right now. You better have your shit together when dealing with her. But uh, Laurie's gonna be on next week, and we're gonna be talking coaching. She's gonna uh, we're gonna talk about why people need coaches. I've, we've talked this many times. I think there's somebody for everyone, just like any other athlete. You know, some athletes thrive better under some coaches than others. Uh, Lori's another example of just a different kind of a coach. Yeah, I have a coach for – I have two coaches for my TikTok stuff, to tell you the truth. I'm not even joking. <laughs> no, like, I get it. I mean, especially if you're if you're doing it as much as you are, you got to have somebody out there to do those kind of things because, you know, that it's a, it's a changing market all the time, ever-changing market. So, but I don't know if you remember this or not, Patrick. There's a rule around here. You remember what the rule is at the end of all the shows? There's a rule. There's a rule. What is the rule again? Some on three shows. You have to do a shot to end the show. No. No. God. Gosh. Very simple. The guest always gets the last word. So oh, that's right. what, is the, what is the last word for us? And don't log off on me when we're done here, uh, Patrick. So what's the last word you got for us? Uh, never quit, everybody. Whatever your passion is in life, whatever you're going for, um, you, can, you can't ever lose. You can never quit. So never quit no matter what happens. Redgate has been dead 27 different times. The thing has nine lives. I'm trying to quit it right now, and it just keeps following me around. So <laughs> anything in life you really want, if you don't quit, you always find a way to get it. All righty, folks. Be sure to push your stool in. This has been an Earplug Podcast presentation.
found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.